Welcome to the Energy for Life podcast, helping busy women reclaim their energy, innate power, and self-worth. Here is your host, Corona Brady. Welcome back. Welcome to episode 48 of the Energy for Life podcast show, and I am your host, Corona Brady. And a very happy new year to you. I hope that you've had a beautiful Christmas and are ready for an incredible 2019. Today, I'm bringing a recent podcast interview I did with the lovely Emma Franklin back in December, (laughs) just last month, from the Beautiful Business Academy. We are talking about courage and bravery and what an awakened woman is and creativity and the power of awakening your kundalini energy and burnout and so much more. But a very quick announcement first. I am running a beautiful live two-day mentoring event called Daring to be Courageous. And I'm running that in Sydney from March 09 and March 10. I'm also taking this same event on the road and I'll be taking it to Dublin, Ireland in July. All the details are on my website. Together, we will embrace vulnerability, we'll be facing our fears, reducing stress, practicing courage together, and embracing uncertainty. I promise you, if you make the decision to really awaken to your divine feminine power and choose courage in every moment, that your life will never, ever be the same again. And I mean that in the best possible way. I also want you to know that no two events that I run are ever the same. My events are a culmination of all my work and training to date, which is 10 plus years. My events are a very deep transformational journey with a blend of ceremony, ritual, kundalini yoga, meditation, um, based off the women's teachings, shamanic processes, sound therapy, coaching, deep processes, plus so much more. We've actually extended our early bird offer until the 31st of January, which gives you an incredible 50% discount on the ticket. I would love to see you there. It's going to be an incredible weekend of deep transformation. Welcome to the Creativity Conversation with me, Emma Franklin-Bell. This podcast features solo shows, mini lessons and insightful interviews focused on creativity, ideas and the imagination. Get inspired to grow your business and enhance your life by unlocking your creative power. You can also find out more about episodes, guests, and topics discussed over at thebeautifulbusinessacademy.com. Now, come join me for another Creativity Conversation. Hello, lovely listeners. I'm so excited to bring this episode to you with the fabulous Corona Brady, who is really known for her work around self-care, energy, kundalini, courage, and awakened women. So I wanted to bring Corona on the show because this is something that is so important for us women in business. Burnout is so common and managing our energy is so important. So This interview is really interesting and covers a lot of things, so I'm sure you'll enjoy it. But I'll just give you a further background bio of Corona so you know what she's all about. So here we go. 
Corona takes busy professional women from burnout and overwhelm to energetic, joyful lives in eight weeks or less. She supports and empowers women via her online programs, one-to-one mentoring and transformative live events and retreats. Corona is the founder and CEO of Energy for Life Academy, where she takes busy professional women from burnout and overwhelm to energetic, joyful lives. She has trained in the field of life coaching for women with a speciality in mind detox therapy and the transformative power and technology of kundalini yoga. She's humbled, honoured, deeply passionate and dedicated to transforming women's lives. She's been supporting and working with women for close to a decade and has coached thousands of women from all over the world, from all walks of life. She specialises in showing women exactly how to reclaim their energy, innate power and their self-worth in order to fulfil their life dreams faster than they ever thought was possible. And she supports women through major change and transitions in their life. Corona is the host of the Energy for Life podcast show and her work has been featured in publications such as Cosmopolitan magazine, Nature and Health magazine and more recently on the Insight Timer meditation app and she's also appeared on Channel 9 and Radio PBA 95.8. So she really is equipped to be talking about this very important area and very important important space for women in business. Enjoy the episode. Hey, Corona, how are you? I'm great, Emma. Thank you so much for having me here today. I'm excited. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, it's so exciting to have you on the show to, you know, to really dive in and talk about all of these these elements for women in business and in life, you know, that I think are really, really um, critical for them to be thinking about and um, and working through. So, but before we dive into all the juicy bits, <laughs> um, um, I'd love to just have you give give us a bit of a bit of background. I mean, I, I've mentioned some things in the bio there, but um, a little bit of background in your words as to yeah. um, you know your journey to to where you are doing what you're doing now. Absolutely, I'd love to. Um, so I I work with women and I'm the founder of a, a program, the Academy. It's called the Energy for Life Academy. And that's an online group coaching program where I really teach women how to reclaim their energy, their innate power and their self-worth. So I really, I work with a lot of really busy professional women who are just burnt out they're overwhelmed they're time poor and they're really caught in that fight flight and I also support women who are just navigating major change transition and often crisis in their life and I'm just I'm so passionate about supporting womankind and I really feel very very blessed to have coached hundreds of women now from all over the world and helping them really transform their lives but you know that actually wasn't always the case for me Mm, because my I've got got an interesting background actually Um, my background is um, corporate banking would you believe Mm. and um, I spent probably close to 12 years climbing the corporate ladder And without really ever kind of understanding or having any words for it, I suppose you could say I was that little girl who 
kind of grew up to be a woman just very unconsciously pursuing this very masculine brand of strength. So, you know, growing up as a little girl in Ireland, mm. <laughs> I was very, very sensitive and I had this ability to really tune into people's feelings and into the thoughts of those around me. But that ended up kind of being a curse rather than a blessing. And if anything, from a really young age, I really learned, um, you know, my body learned lessons in just pushing and forcing and resisting and suppressing and doing and hardening and constricting. And But if I look back on my earlier life, I think I always had an interest in healing. And I think I always knew deep down that eventually one day I'd end up in this area of work that I'm in. But I, I got caught up on that kind of corporate ladder, just climbing it for years. And I think really underneath all of that, if I kind of reflect back on those years, I think what I was actually trying to do was I was trying to prove to myself that I could be someone like I had this kind of belief or this thought that was just running in the back of my head. And once I get a management role, then I'll be happy. Then I'll make my parents proud, even though my parents were proud. Yeah. And and, you know, because I never completed a university degree, I think that really, really played on my self-worth. And so a part of me really felt that I wasn't good enough or I wasn't intelligent or I wasn't worthy enough. And I think that's what I was doing then. I was really trying to prove to myself by climbing the corporate ladder that I could actually be someone. And so in that time in the corporate world, I was just, I was miserable. I, and were you I was, doing, were you doing the squashing and the pushing? And, and oh, and, yes. And I so was just You carried that through. I carried it all the way through. And I really was, I was wearing a mask. I was so disconnected. I really did not know who I was. I was just really caught up in a lot of self-loading and putting on this mask, you know, to the world um, but really inside, I think it felt like I was dying. I was dying a wow. very slow death. And I, I really knew that, gosh, there has to be more to life. And I knew on some level that I was here to do more, that I, I wanted to serve and I wanted to make a difference. And, you know, it's funny, that day came when I eventually got that management role and I very quickly realized, actually, this is not what I want. This is not the life I wanted because I was just stressed out all the time. I was worn out. I was depleted. I was uh, severely depressed. I was anxious. And I was just caught up in a lot of those kind of numbing behaviors, like those crutches yeah. to really numb myself, like using alcohol and going out and, you know, using food, going shopping. And did, did other people around you recognize that you were anxious and sort of no, stressed to they, the max? They, no, because I was so good at putting this mask on. Right. I don't think anybody would have noticed that within me. <laughs> and did you, do you think you knew on some intuitive level that, that you were putting it on, you know, that you were kind of doing the fake. <laughs> yeah, the yes, I did actually. I did because, and I really hated it because I felt like I couldn't be myself. Mm -hmm. I felt like I had to go in and perform and put this mask on. And that really just called, uh, caused a lot of just, just internal kind of war within me. 
And then it was really one day I was in work and I, all of a sudden, it was like this voice came from within me. It was really deep within and it really instructed me that I needed to leave my job or I would be seriously ill. And at that point, I was really sick. Right. I was I was burnt out. My whole endocrine system had completely shut down. Mm. I had exhaustion, adrenal fatigue. I had, I had uh, liver issues. You know, I had menstrual problems, mm-hmm. and then I had blood sugar issues. I was diagnosed with insulin resistance at that time, and the doctor actually put me on. Um, you know, medication and told me that I would be on those medication for the rest of my life. And that's really when I chose to reassess my life. There was no way I was, you know, staying on medication for the rest of my life. Yeah. And yeah, that's Mm. really when my journey began. (laughs) Yes. And I mean, I've spoken to friends as well. Yes. Who've had um, the adrenal fatigue and it's been suggested that they go on antidepressants if they go to a GP. It's really, yeah. We're not talking all GPs here, but you know, quite often, Um, yeah it seems to be that the remedy is oh you must be depressed or something that's right yeah Um, just take this tablet (laughs) yes that's right rather than looking holistically deeper exactly and actually getting to the root of it because yeah the tablet is just a it's it's a band-aid it's it's just going to cover that up it's not going to actually help you get to the root of the issue so you can heal that And also, I mean, I think that women um, can often feel trapped, you know. I mean, you you were sort of, you obviously had your social social Mm. thing, you had your family thing, you had, um, you know, and you were in this job and you'd got to this position. So it can sort of be so challenging for, for people to sort of work out actually what to do when it feels, when they feel trapped, but they know they have to get out. So yeah, well, it can be that? it can be so overwhelming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it can, be, and especially if you're in a space of like utter disconnection, you know, it can be so overwhelming because it's like, well, where do I even begin? Where do I start? And you know, you go on the internet, and there's so much information. Mm. So you know, that in itself can be so overwhelming. Yes, and so I mean, in terms of the burnout, I mean, this is becoming. Um, you know, something that's, that's that, that we're talking about in conversation so much for women in business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, and also, also mothers. Actually, my naturopath said yes. to me, you know, she sees an incredible number of of women um, who are mums, you know, with several children, and this burnout. I mean, how do you? What do you think the signs are of this burnout? um thing you know what what are the signs yeah what are some of those kind of telltale signs yeah Yeah. so um like if you really kind of break um burnout down really underneath that is like chronic stress and it's it's actually stress over this very extended period of time Mm. and what happens is and it becomes very dangerous if you ignore it and you leave it unchecked Mm. Uh, because what can happen is it can really wreak havoc on your physical health, but not just your physical health, your mental health. Um, and, you know, then it can spiral into everything like your own sense of happiness, your opportunities in life, your relationships, you know, and then it can leak into business, job and even work performance. So, yeah, there is absolutely some signs that you can really look out for. And I think even just knowing 
these signs today will be really helpful and supportive. Mm. Um, and I think the first one is like, you know, if you're feeling just consistently physically drained and tired all the time, and um, you know, like, because if you think of exhaustion, it can be physical, it can be mental or emotional. But if you're feeling physically tired all the time, like just feeling like you've got no energy for anything and you just feel spent or, you know, you set your alarm in the morning and you're just constantly hitting snooze or your legs just feel dead in the bed, that's a warning sign. And you can't ignore that. You have to do something with that. Or if you're consistently just feeling like no motivation, so you've just lost all kind of passion and motivation you don't feel excited by life anymore you're not really enthusiastic about anything you know even those things that maybe used to light you up they no longer kind of light you up you know just look out for that be aware of that or and um, you know if if you're consistently experiencing negative feelings you know or just constantly being triggered or constantly being in that space of just reactive you know reacting to everything and feeling a sense of frustration building within or you know just feeling easily easily triggered by others maybe your partner or your children or really anyone and everyone around you and um, or you know you're just you have thoughts like oh what's the point what's the point or why bother and um, you know mm. you 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 want to yeah, you just want to be mindful of that. You know, this might be a red flag for you if you're noticing yourself just being more negative consistently than normal. And do you, why do you think that the existential uh, thoughts element comes in? Because if you think about it for a moment, um, like if you've got no life force energy, mm. you know, if, if you don't have that energy, that then, of course, impacts your mental state. You know, it, it, it flows into that and it even flows into your own sense of kind of self-worth and self-confidence, mm. because I really believe kind of everything starts with energy. And if you don't have that, uh, you know, flow of energy flowing through you, then everything just kind of is just like, what's the point? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so, it's so fascinating, isn't it? How that, um, how 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 connected you know how connected yeah. we are that you can you can't just <laughs> we can't just be looking yeah. at the physical and saying how drained we feel yeah it's it, like the body the mind and the spirit yeah absolutely. it's like you're not just your your physical being mm. you know your your mental emotional energetic and spiritual Yes, and I've, I mean, yeah, I've noticed that too, you know, um, when I've had patches, that it often yeah. is after um, there has been trauma or yeah. something, um, you know, really quite heartbreaking, like after a breakup or after, you know, a, um, a family member's death. Um, and, and, yes, it's almost like that grief that... Um, we're sort of supposedly meant to just get over quite quickly and oh isn't it you know there you go be 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 down and upset for a week and um and then and then, get on with us you know god <laughs> and yeah. it's kind of this processing is emotionally so draining yeah. um and i've yes i've noticed exactly that and i've 
I'll, I'll notice if I'm reaching too much for things that falsely mm. are going to give me energy. Yeah. Like coffee and, um, yes. you know, I'll think, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to find energy here. Yeah, yeah, or alcohol is a big one for women, you know, like really just using wine as a way to um, de-stress every evening. But actually that plays just havoc Mm. on your energy levels. It's impacting just, you know, your your mental state of being because you end up with brain fog and that then plays into your mindset. And yeah, it's a ripple effect. Yes, it is. And I mean, alcohol sort of being that, pulling down um depressant thing you know that's um, right is you know is just feeding into this spiral yeah so you stay caught in this vicious cycle yeah and so so what happened then you were kind of at this crossroads or turning point yeah so i i was at this turning point but um i had been doing some training you know because i had there, for a number of years, I had wanted to get out of the bank, but I didn't know how I was going to do that. And I, you know, at one point I, you know, because I love fashion and I even set up like a, a stall because I had thought about getting oh. into fashion and yeah. I was sewing and, you know, I was exploring all different avenues for actually many years. And mm. then I just came back to the healing and I decided to do my yoga teacher training And then I decided to do my coaching training. Mm -hmm. And so at that point, when I kind of got the guidance from within, you know, I needed to quit my job or, you know, I was going to manifest a disease. I, I was a qualified yoga teacher and I was almost a qualified coach. I just had a number of months to go. So I had kind of some training Mm -hmm. (laughs) under my belt and, um, But, you know, it was interesting because I didn't really know what I was going to do, but there was just this kind of deep knowing within that I knew I would be okay. Right. And did you have any experience with sort of starting your own show, your own business? I mean, wow. (laughs) You know, my my dad is an entrepreneur, so, you know, maybe I learned from him and, um, you know, he's had a business uh, my whole life, so... And, um, you know, that's really all I, 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 I suppose I could look to him and model him. Yeah. And he was really my example that, you know, if he can, if my dad can do it, I can do it. But, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Interesting. And so then, um, you were attracted to Kundalini. Now there's lo- you know, and there's all sorts of yoga out there. So what was it with Kundalini? Kundalini. Yeah. So, um, yeah, look, I, I adore this practice and I had been practicing Hatha yoga for actually a very long time before I found Kundalini and I I was lucky I think I found yoga from a really young age when I was 19 when I was severely anxious and depressed but my practice really strengthened when I moved here to Australia when I was about 24, 25 and I think for a number of years you know I'd been practicing Hatha yoga but I really felt like something was missing from the practice. And at the time for me, it kind of felt like a very outward practice because I was so focused on the perfect shapes, you know, my body could make. And I was also, you know, looking outside of myself, comparing my poses and my practice to another person. 
And I was really wanting a more spiritual practice. And that's really when Kundalini found me and I found Kundalini. And I, I love singing, I love chanting. And it was actually the music, the beautiful music and the beautiful sacred chants that really pulled me in. And this is just such an inward practice because when we practice Kundalini Yoga, we practice with the eyes closed. So you are not looking outside. Mm. It's an inward journey. And what that does is it really gives you an experience and adapt with your own soul. And um, so, yeah, the, like the practice, it's, you know, it was only brought to the West by Yogi Bhajan, who's no longer alive. He brought it here to the West in, um, I think it was 1968. And before that, it actually had been kept a secret. Wow. And, he, you know, he is very much alive in his teaching still. And really how I could explain this practice is that it's... Um, it's really a powerful technology of transformation. And what Kundalini will do for you, it will really strengthen your nervous system. It balances your glandular system. It helps you release anxiety, fear, worry. It relieves depression and any subconscious blocks that might be actually keeping you stuck or holding you back in your life. But most importantly, when you practice this practice, it starts to really awaken the Kundalini energy, which is the creative life force. Everyone has this energy. It's within you, but most people don't even know about it. And for many people, you know, they are walking around with this energy dormant and they never tap into it. And that is a tragedy because when you awaken that, what happens is you're awakening your creative life force, which is your birthright, and it's your potential within you. And then you can use that energy as a positive advantage in your life. So when you awaken that energy, you get so much creative life force. So think of that. You get a lot of creative ideas, insights, inspiration. And, you know, for women in business, you can really use this as a positive advantage to be of service to others and to create beautiful products and services for your clientele. Mm, and I've, I mean, I've read about the, the Kundalini awakening. I think I read it in Rebecca Campbell's book and mentioned in other places, you know, mm. um, about it kind of almost rising up. Yes. Um, is, is that, I mean, I mean, you've obviously experienced that feeling yeah, yeah. And, you know, I think the best way to just really explain that is like when you start to awaken that energy within you, you just start showing up more as yourself. You start mm. really um, showing up as your authentic, full self. And that's who you're birthing out into the world. And you're just really living with more awareness. You're living an awake life. You're living with consciousness. And I think that's really what happens when the energy awakens within you. And do you think that people can experience that kind of feeling and that awakening, if you like, um, without doing kundalini? Like if they didn't even know what kundalini was, you know, or anything, do you think yeah. that people oh, absolutely. are experiencing um, that? Yes, I think a lot of creatives are. <laughs> like yes. maybe a lot of artists and creatives definitely um, are feeling that on some level. Anyone that creates anything might be tapping into that already, mm. but it's the practice is just going to really help you amplify that. 
Yeah, because it's it's um, when you get into that creative space, you know, if you're painting or dancing yeah. or singing or writing in flow, it's it's really like nothing else, is it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's of, beautiful. Like yeah. you're just in your own rhythm, mm. you're in your flow, and it's like time passes, and mm. you could be there for hours, and it might only feel like you were there for twenty minutes. <laughs> Yes, and I mean, it's it's sort of, I mean, you know, if you're creative and you're creative in your work and a lot of women are, um, yeah. you know, if they're running their own businesses that are, that are sort of meaningful and doing their life's work, it's kind of unimaginable to us that, that we wouldn't be um, tapping into our creativity. But, I mean, um, people people aren't, you know, they, they are out there not not tapping into their creativity so um so it's kind of you know i think because i think because often people think oh well i'm not good at it i'm not yes, good enough and, yeah and a lot of this people think when you say creative they mm. think oh well it's painting and yes. actually it's 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 it's, it's creating anything <laughs> exactly cooking yeah. it could be the way yeah. that you've arranged the the lounge That's right. it's, it's it's anything yeah opening people up almost to that feeling that's right no matter what it is yeah yes it's it's super super powerful and so um so then i've seen that you talk you know about um oh actually on that kundalini thing i just wondered one other thing (laughs) because i don't know about (laughs) this was um was i noticed with kundalini specifically not other yoga practices unless i haven't noticed but um, there seems to be this thing with wearing white. Yes. What is so, that? Um, yeah, what, by wearing white, what it does is it really um, strengthens the magnetic field. So right. your magnetic field is that field of energy all around you. It's nine meters all around you. Mm-hmm. And we wear white to really add to the magnetic field. And you really just have to wear it and experience it for yourself so you can actually just tune in because it really is different. Mm. When you choose to put white on and practice kundalini to, yeah, wearing, you can look, you can wear jeans and practice kundalini. That's the great thing about kundalini because it's the yoga for householders. So you don't have to (laughs) go out and buy special white clothing. But what I would say is just you know, practice it for yourself, tune in and notice the different experience that you have. Mm, yes, great. Yeah, because I always wondered that. And, <laughs> and do you have an, um, a Kundalini course or intro course or anything? No, I don't actually. And that is something I really need to probably create. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, I just wondered. I, I, I do have my Energy for Life Academy program and right. there's, you know, I really bring the teachings and weave Kundalini into that. And I bring um, a lot of the Kriyas and the breathwork and mantra into that. But I don't have one yet that's just specifically Kundalini. <laughs> Right. Okay. No worries. <laughs> Just wondered. <laughs> um, and yes, yeah, so that's right. So the next thing I was going to go to that I came across on the website was yes. um, the the stuff that you talk about around courage, you know, and mm. being courageous. Um, mm. And this is so important, you know, being being brave to to step forward and and have the courage to to do your thing and not hold back so I just yeah I just wanted your thoughts on you know courage and how we can 
be more courageous and what what it asks of us to step forward yeah so i think like courage for me is really first and foremost it's defining your own path and it's really staying true to that and so you're not a sheep and you're not following the crowd you're not and getting caught up in what everyone else is doing and i think it's about really authentically being who you are and being who you are with your whole heart and not compromising to please others and it's about really knowing yourself on such a deep level that you actually understand and know what you desire and then you go about to make it happen um, and then in order to be able to do that well Yes, of course, we're going to experience fear and everyone experiences fear, but it's actually about choosing to feel the fear in every moment and doing it anyway. Mm. I don't know, that great book by Susan Jeffers, mm. it was one of the first books that I read and it's called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. Mm. And yeah, th those words have always stuck with me from a really young age. So you just feel the fear and you just do it. It's mm. like raising your hand when everyone else has their hand kind of down. Yeah, I remember that book too and absolutely love it. And I think she's yeah. I think she's passed now, just in the she last has, few years. Yeah. yeah I saw but that. but yeah. such a fantastic uh, body of work and um and it's it's interesting, isn't it? Because I think fear is being talked about a lot more, but I think mm -hmm. still I think people possibly can think at times, you know, that those mm -hmm people that are, you know, sharing their magnificence or stepping mm. into the light um, aren't fearful. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I know, yes. but, you know, we, yeah, we all experience fears. It's just choosing, are you going to stay stuck in the fear and let the fear win? Or are you actually going to choose to rise above the fear and feel the fear and just be fearless? Yeah, and sort of exactly and sort of knowing that it's it's like feeling hungry and everything. It's like we yeah. all feel it. We yeah, all and it's going to be there. Yeah, and it's never going to go away. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's right. That's the whole, uh, have you read that book, um, The Big Leap? I have, yeah, yeah. That's a great book. And it's Fantastic a similar book. thing, isn't it? It's like yeah, it doesn't matter absolutely. What, <laughs> what stage you're at. Yeah, because get... yeah, the there's always going to, when you go to the next level, mm. then you're going to come up against new fears. And then the next level, a whole other set of new fears. <laughs> you don't get out of it. There's no getting out yeah. of it. Yeah. So it's, um, right, so it's this direct relationship with, with addressing fear that allows us to step into courage. Yeah, and I think also, you know, it's about really being... Because to be courageous, you have to be connected like to your, your body and you have to be connected to your body's wisdom. Because if you think about it in every moment, your body is it's giving you signals mm. and it's telling you and it's, it's veering you here and there. And if you're deeply connected and you, you can understand and know what those messages are, then it's choosing to act on those and not kind of ignoring them or pushing them to the side. And so... On that, do you think that it's do you think that the the body the body and heart leads, or do you think that the the mind leads? Us? I think I think the mind, yeah. <laughs> if we allow it to, right? Yeah, you know, and if and especially if we're disconnected, 
and we're not really um, in our bodies, that's where we're going to be operating from and we're just going to be making decisions from fear every day. Yes. And from those kind of lower mm. chakras. <laughs> Yeah, the low, the lower, the lower chakras. Yeah, because um, it's funny, isn't it? You can sort of be very head, head yeah. driven, and and sort of run around like that, and yet things yeah. will show up in the physical yeah. body as you know, and and become problematic, and That's right. and so therefore, it's all it's it's somehow um, being able to address and work with the with the two to somehow it's almost like it's easier somehow um to sort of listen to what's going on in the mind maybe because it's in language that's right yeah and because it's it's harder to listen to the heart sometimes it won't make sense Mm. you know sometimes you're going to get some guidance and it won't make sense or you'll be given some guidance and you don't want to take action on that because maybe you're going to make um you know, it's going to cause, well, I wouldn't say harm, but it might um, upset others around us. Right. And so what what sorts of um, things do you think we can do or look out for or listen to that that allow us to actually hear what's going on from that intuitive, emotional, more body-centric level to get us out of the head. Yeah. Well, I think first, you know, and this is uh, something that we do in Energy for Life Academy is really teaching firstly how to be in your body and really how to be in your body and how to really listen to your body and the messages that it's giving. And how you can just begin to do that is just, um, you know, have like a check-in practice. And mm. maybe you might have to set some reminders in your phone um, to begin with so you kind of create a habit where you just check in with yourself and you ask yourself some qu- simple questions how am I feeling right now what do I need right now mm. so you can actually start this communication happening mm. not just with the mind <laughs> you can start actually communicating with the body yes so you think you can do that through asking questions yes and journaling yeah you yes. know having a journaling practice Yes, because often, you know, it is a bit of a stretch um, to, say, dive straight into meditation if these kinds of ideas are pretty new. Yeah. You know, if they're new, if they're new ideas um, to yeah. sort of <laughs> say, all right, now sit there for an hour and meditate. Yeah, and that's not going to be easy no. <laughs> for someone that spends a lot of time in their head. Mm. <laughs> and even five minutes won't be easy for someone who spends a lot of time in their head. So yes. it's kind of just starting like baby steps. Yes, and maybe, and I wonder whether there's certain points that allow us um, sort of um, caught unawares almost where we are more in the body, like when we first wake up or when we're yes. on a walk, like because, yeah. that, you know, like where those um, times uh, where we just, we don't realise, but for whatever reason we are actually just more in the body, in the shower, do you think? Yes. Absolutely. I think first thing in the morning is really important. And, um, you know, I think it's really important if you want to start that relationship with yourself, that you're incorporating rituals, you know, that you're actually starting each day with yourself. You know, you're actually tuning in, connecting. And look, it doesn't need to be an hour. It doesn't need to be two hours. It is what it is. You know, it can be 10 minutes. It can be 20 minutes. 
but it's really important to start each day with yourself because that's the only way that you can begin to create a relationship with yourself and your body. Yes. And have you found that every sort of pivotal decision that you've made in business or life is because you've done this tuning in practice? Absolutely, yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Like I've made some huge decisions this year and it's all been from that space. It's all been from just, you know, really listening to my body and, and, and yeah, those, just acting on the guidance. Right. And do you find that you have to do it for a continued amount of time or do you get the answer in one tuning in moment or do you have to kind of recheck in over You really have of, to check in because yeah. you, you will, yeah. and you know, you might hear that and you might have heard that message before. Mm. And so... <laughs> you know, and especially if it's a big message and <laughs> um, you want to make sure then that you're, you know, you're, you're making that from the right space. So it's, it's, you know, really practicing that. <laughs> mm, yes. And continue. Okay, yeah. Cause I did wonder, <laughs> you know, <laughs> if we needed to, yes, continue that. Otherwise you could almost be a bit, um, sort of too impulsive sometimes. Yeah. Think, yes, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's checking. And then, you know, maybe journaling on that. Mm. So if you do get some guidance, then it's bringing that to your journal Mm. and going deeper in your journal with that. Yes. And I think also, too, um, not only with key key sorts of questions to do with decision making but also as you know as we were talking about at the top of the podcast Mm. also um the energy you know how am I feeling energy wise yes yeah this actually this is a great tip um for just you know recognizing burnout if if you're actually feeling you know gosh I am tired Mm. (laughs) and I've been tired all year and just something that you can start to do is like at the beginning of each day rate your energy on a scale of one to ten and you know do that for seven days just to begin to notice like where are you sitting on that scale most days yeah that's such a great one and such an easy practice and it's an easy practice yeah yeah it's I think it's incorporating these easy practices yes keeping it simple that's so important because it has to be simple yes (laughs) if it's not simple we're not gonna do it no absolutely not we don't need any more complications No, and it seems like it's just going more and more that way. When I think about, you know, what I used to do delivery-wise with people um, compared to sort of breaking it down now into sort of smaller, more simple, achievable pieces. Absolutely. Rather than masses of stuff, you know. (laughs) Yeah. So, okay, so tell us about, um, you know, being an awakened woman, because this is another piece of your your work and your practice. What is that? You know, we've been burnt out and then we listen in. Well, you know, what, what is this desirable, awakened yeah. woman? Well, that is the journey, though, because, yes. well, that's the journey I take the women on because mm. they come to me and they're just totally burnt out and they're not really living and they're just existing mm. and they're going through the motions and they're not really participating in life. So the first step is actually getting them back into life again. Mm. And then the next step, if they want to keep going, you know, and who doesn't want to keep growing and evolving Mm. is then about becoming an awakened woman and an awakened woman to me is awake she's aware 
and she's really living a very deliberate conscious life. She's really in touch with her body. She's in touch with her intuition and she's actually allowing that to guide her decisions. And she really owns and she celebrates um, her feminine sexual power. She chooses to feel fear, but she does it anyway. And what else is an awakened woman? She's aware of her triggers. So she knows her triggers, she knows her wounds, and she chooses really wisely in every moment on how she is going to respond rather than just being reactive to everything and everyone. Mm -hmm. And she just no longer listens to her old BS stories and excuses. Yes, you know, we have to get rid of those BS stories. Yeah, she's just, she is so committed to Mm. her personal growth journey and she's not afraid to release, shed and let go of whoever is no longer aligned with her onward journey. And she also recognizes her mistakes. She has the courage to, you know, say I'm sorry when she's sorry. Um, But most importantly, she is a woman that is in harmony And she lives with her cyclic nature and the cyclic nature of the moon and the seasons. And that's how her life then, you know, she's just living in harmony. Mm, I love that. And I love the, um, where you talked about the feminine, the sexual feminine energy. Yeah, that's the kundalini. (laughs) All right, so that's the kundalini. That's that sexual energy. That's the creative life force energy, the feminine energy. Right. And so that's, um, and what does that, what does that stepping into that feminine? Because I think a lot of a lot of us we can fall into you know being in the masculine, especially in business. Yeah, and just pushing and forcing. That's and, right. And yeah. Feeling that that's what we have to do. Yeah, to and make. it's not really acting from our intuition. So you know, bringing more of kind of the intuition into the business and letting that kind of become your guide. And you know, a big one for women, and this is a big practice that. I have the awakened women do is actually learning about your your cycle your menstrual Mm. cycle that we move through as women every month and you know there's four seasons inside that and just like the seasons Mm. in nature you've got spring summer winter and autumn and we move through that every single month month in month out Mm. and we wax and wane like the moon and you know, we're not meant to stay the same every day. We're actually meant to be up and down, but it's actually really using those kind of peaks of energy, noticing where they are in your cycle mm-hmm. and then using that to run your business. Yes. <laughs> like knowing where your creative and, um, you know, your high creative uh, points of energy are in your cycle every month and using that. Yeah. Wise. And not, um, not sort of getting pushing. Yeah, or getting frustrated and and down on yourself that you're not like you were two weeks ago. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, and so in terms of fatigue elements then, uh, would you say that that that's in the autumn or the winter kind of time? Um, Well, like if you think of, so the winter is like basically... um, it's the couple of days just before bleed time. So mm. it's normally like two to three days before you bleed. And then you go into your red tent when your bleed starts. Yeah. And, you know, this is what was done mm. back in the day. Mm. And this is what we should be practicing now as women. And look, I know that it's impossible to do that when you've got children and all sorts of things, but it's mm. just lining up your life in a way where you maybe take it a little bit slower during that time 
you, you know, you don't do the same kind of exercise. Mm. If you do, if you run, you're not going to run during that time. You have to be gentle. And yes, that will be a, a time in, you know, your cycle where you will have less energy and to be okay with that. That's mm. actually a time of rest, but that's a really potent time of intuition. So right. you can really tap into that during that time as well. Yes, and I think this, yeah, this idea that you can just be consistently the same all the yeah. time and go to the gym every day. and <laughs> Yeah, like, and maybe for men because, you yeah, know, their emotions are more, more like that, but not women. We're not men. <laughs> no, and that's why I think that's the other thing that's the, the beautiful thing about having your own business. Yeah. Because you can, you can shape that's it. That's exactly right, it's yeah. It's perfect, you know. Yeah. Um, it's, it's perfect for, because, I mean, this kind of push-push corporate sort of ex- expectations of always on. Mm. Um, and look, you know, I did that for a period of time even inside my business because right. that was the only yeah. way I knew how to operate. And I probably did that for the first couple of years in business and I did burn myself out yes. you know, because I thought I had to bring that energy because that's all I knew. <laughs> yes, and I think and, and I think that's why, you know, I, I felt very burnt out at the beginning of this year because I think last year I had been yeah. like, oh, it's all got to be on, on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, um, and then you wake up and you think something's not working and then you change your ways and you realise that your business is doing, you know, three times better than it was when you were yes, all when you're working <laughs> I find like this year yeah I have worked less and less and mm. my business is just <laughs> you know, know it's it's, it's doing incredible. better <laughs> yeah it's really incredible but it's quite yeah. um you know a scary step it is it's, it's oh it's a huge scary step because if yes. that's the only way you've known Yes, or you know, there has the, to be a letting go exactly. and then finding a new way. Yes. And then there's grief in that letting go, you know. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know. Because also I think you can perceive that you know that you need to do it that way. Sort of like, yeah. oh well, this is how I have to do it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's um it it's it's truly fascinating. And um what so what do you think of say um when when people are moving through from say you know burnt to a crisp um burnt out you know frazzled in in the um you know what does Anne of Green Gables say I was in the depths of despair you know yeah, yeah <laughs> if you're down nice. in that then you're moving yeah. through in the dark kind of in the dark, dark then you're becoming yeah. more courageous then you're moving through to awakened woman what do you think are those pivotal points during that time where um that often come up where you say really need to keep the faith during that that um, hero's journey almost. Yeah, well, it is a hero's mm. journey. It mm. absolutely is. Heroine's and journey. Yeah. Gosh, I was on my own even this year. So, mm. like, I, I know what parts of that journey can feel like. And there is a descent. Yes. And, you know, the descent is really when you feel like you're in a forest yeah. <laughs> and it's a dark forest and you're just wandering around. And it's this huge point of transition because, um, you know, there's things in your life that you're letting go of and um, you're kind of bursting into a new you, but you haven't found that yet. Mm. And so you're kind of in this kind of in-between point and I guess it's just kind of understanding and knowing that with any great change in life, there, 
there has to be that point of dissent and mm-hmm. um, there has to be that point of utter despair mm-hmm. and utter darkness and if you can actually just find I wouldn't say joy because who can find joy in that mm. <laughs> but it's just being okay with that like just being okay mm. with that and knowing just like the the cycles of the moon and just like the cycles of the seasons like everything's always changing mm. and moving and so that space of utter despair and darkness that you might be in it's really just knowing in that kind of period that you you cannot stay there forever it's you know it you won't, will not stay there forever yeah. and to be okay with that and actually and you know also being okay with that in a transition we often don't know what the next step is going to be and um, but i think it's really important during that time is to really spend a lot of time going internally like a lot of introspection journaling and being with yourself connecting with nature because all of those things will actually help you get clarity on the next steps yes yeah i couldn't agree more and i think also um i would say that because life is so evolving and mm. a movable feast and cyclical and all of that yeah. that um that even when we feel that we've moved through and we're feeling more awakened and we're there it's also having the sense of the internal resourcefulness and resilience that it will change change and (laughs) and it's a dynamic thing and that we may drop again and we probably will (laughs) Um, but you're stronger this time because what happens in the descent is you become yeah you 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 really connect to the power within you and you become you become strong mm. yes and that's and that's very powerful and i think yeah. what often happens is we we sort of forget because we're in it um we're in it we forget that we're actually building up this incredible power and you're building a muscle like in that mm, mm. and, and you're building yeah. that grit <laughs> yes and that's you know that's in, in, incredibly powerful and yeah. um and quite profound but hard to recognize <laughs> and hard to be in it <laughs> yes absolutely oh because it's messy like it's messy and it's chaotic yeah you know, yeah. that's the divine feminine yes yes messy and and chaotic that's right <laughs> oh so all right so so interesting and fantastic to to talk through all these uh really important things that we need to really embrace and I think much embrace much more uh, in business um, so you know in terms of if people were interested in checking out you know your your work your courses yes. all of that sort of thing where where would they go yes so they can head on over to coronabrady.com and um, on my coronabrady.com website there's an option to uh, register to a webinar a pre-recorded webinar so you can um, sign up to that if you're actually struggling with fatigue or burnout at the moment and then once you've watched the webinar and you can resonate and relate with what I've shared there's an option to book in for a complimentary chat with me and I also have 
an event because I run live events and retreats. Mm -hmm. So I have an event coming up in Sydney next year in March and it's called Daring to be Courageous. It's a two-day live mentoring event, which is really going to be a blend of kundalini yoga, meditation, shamanic processes, um, coaching. Yeah, it's, it's, it's re- these events are really special. They're really beautiful and incredibly transformational. And we, we spend the whole time sitting in circle. And yeah, you will be a changed woman <laughs> after two days together. <laughs> and all of those details are also on my website. Mm. And uh, details of my programs, they're also on my website. You can um, take part in the quiz on the homepage and it'll kind of bring you through and give you some information there. Fantastic. And Corona's <laughs> got a beautiful website. It's really lovely. So, oh, thank you. <laughs> yes. So have a little um, dance around her website <laughs> and um, and enjoy that. Well, thank you so much, Corona. It was really lovely to chat with you today. And um, until next time. Thank you so much. It's been such an honour. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Creativity Conversation. Your wonderful support means the world to us. If you enjoy the show, we would love it if you took a moment to leave a rating on Apple Podcasts. And if you're interested to know more about creativity, writing and business programs that can help you and your business, head to thebeautifulbusinessacademy.com.